You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. When you visit barbruce.com, your mind and soul are treated to rich resources designed to help you live beautifully strong and courageous. I'm excited that I had the pleasure of having a sister-to-sister conversation with Barb Ruth to talk about the natural and spiritual benefits of taking care of ourselves, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you haven't participated in any of Barb's Bible studies, do yourself a favor and grab her latest one entitled Breakthrough, Finding Freedom in Christ. It's a thoughtful and refreshing walk through the book of Galatians that helps us break free of perfectly performing our faith to embracing God's gift of freedom and grace. But don't stop there. As a sought-after speaker, Bible study teacher, and author, Barb has more books and resources available to enhance your walk and help your roots grow deep as we navigate the uncertainties in our lives. Barb hosts the podcast Better Together with Barb Roos, and it can be heard on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get great audio. Listen in to my conversation with Barb Roos. Barb, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to join you and your audience today. I took a step of faith. I said, Barb Roos is Barb Roos, so I'm going to ask her if she would be willing to be on my new podcast that's just building some steam, and I appreciate it. It is such an honor to have you. Well, when I saw the email come through, I was like, let me look at my schedule. We're going to figure this out. We're going to do this thing. <laughs> so congratulations on the new podcast. Thank you. And a little secret, this is an early birthday gift for me. My birthday, we're recording this two days before my birthday. So I'm excited. <laughs> happy birthday. Well, I would jump in and start singing like, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. But we do not want to mess up your podcast started. So I'm just going to say happy early birthday to you. Now, do you do like your birthday or are you going to bust into your birth month? I I just do the day. I do the day. I'm an August baby and, you know, we like to do things big. So I'm going to leave it to my other brothers and sisters to do that. Well, Barb, it is no secret that this has been one doozy of a year and a half. That's right. And um, during this time, I know that there are several practices that have become kind of a new norm for us. We're hearing more about taking our mental health seriously. Companies and organizations and churches and the list goes on are really giving people an opportunity to take their mental health seriously. You have served women for a number of years. Being a voice that women are listening to, Barb, when the pandemic gained traction, what was it that you started to hear from women in relationship to what was happening? That's a great question uh, because we are, we're about 18 months or so out and the wake, the ripple effect we're still feeling and uh, while the, the pandemic is one of those things that we don't necessarily look at as a highlight in our lives, it definitely serves as, an, as a world event where there was this line in the sand. There was before the pandemic and then there was after. And uh, even though we're still in it, 
there's this after feeling, but the prevalent emotion, the prevalent concern that I saw surface to a new level was just the struggle with uncertainty. It was the, the fear of the future and what was going to happen. And uh, when, I, when I'm writing with women or talking with women, uh, there's a phrase that I used for myself in an uncertain time where I said, as a woman, I wanna protect what I love, I wanna fix what's broken, and I wanna get what's off track back on track. And it, during the pandemic, we experienced this, this escalation, this magnification of things that we were trying to protect, we were trying to fix, we were trying to get back on track, and we didn't have any control to do that. And so the fears associated with all of that went through the roof. And in many ways, the long-term effect of that, because many women, if their anxiety was at a five or a six during before the pandemic started, many women rose up to an eight, a nine, or a 10 and haven't backed off yet. So this chronicness of this uncertainty sickness it has definitely had a very negative impact on our mental health. Does that make sense? It does. You mentioned the whole chronic nature of it because that that has been very unsettling um, for a lot of people. And there were times where things really, really jumped off in March and there was the thought, oh, by summer, this should be cleared up. Oh, by, by December, you know, once we get through December, it should clear up. We make it to January and it's a new year, but gosh, we're still feeling the remnants of 2020. It, yeah, that's our American way of thinking. Uh, the, there is this first world mentality that we always carry, that if there is a problem, there should be an instant fix. And some of the stress that we've experienced in life always, years ago, I wrote a Bible study called I'm Waiting God, because none of us like to be patient. And the pandemic tested our patience. It jumped on my one remaining patient nerve and wore it out. Yes. The pandemic was like a two-year-old that keeps asking for a cookie. It just kept coming and would not get out of the way. And the lingering result for all of us is that we now are facing this circumstance. I love the phrase that someone used called, we call it instead of the new normal, it's the next normal. Mm, yes. Now that we're looking at the next normal, we have the leftovers of the old normal. And we have to ask ourselves, what do we need to do differently in order for us to live in the next normal? Because I don't know about you, it's not a party for us to live in the next normal, stressed out and messed up. That's right. And you bring up something I have not thought about during this time is that it is trying our patience. We're tapping our foot thinking you're supposed to be done. I, I, so a, a little bit for your, for your listeners, um, I was married for many years and uh, for circumstances that I didn't want to happen, my marriage ended. And, uh, and so I spent the first part of the pandemic, just um, it, the, the divorce was over and um, I was just back on the road to healing. And um, there was someone who had, who had wanted to ask me out. 
but there was a pandemic. And uh, I just remember looking at the calendar going, I, somebody asked me out. Yeah. And I can't go out for a nice meal with nice company because this stupid pandemic. And we all had things that we had to push off, whether it was vacations or whether it was jobs or something, it interrupted something. It, the pandemic kept us from getting to something, but let's be honest. Yeah. There's always something that we're tapping our feet and waiting for. It's just that it was at a level where all of us were doing it at once. Ah, that is the truth. Everyone doing it all at once. So Barb, what was self-care like for you during the pandemic? So this is where I want to, first of all, speak. I want to just speak a word over women right now. As I share my story, you don't know all of the ins and outs of my life and my circumstances. And so my self-care story is my story of where I'm at. So my kids are all grown up and out of the house. I um, was at the, when the pandemic began, I was 47 years old. And as I mentioned, I was um, just a few months out from a divorce in a two bedroom apartment uh, after having to move out of my home for 20 years. So for me, the pandemic was uh, in one way, it was a space and time where life got to slow down because I had been through so much. And secondly, though, the pandemic was also a, a place where I had to be wise about the decisions that I was making. And so when it came to this idea of self-care, the very first thing I want to say is that self-care is spiritual. I just want to make sure we, God created our heart, our mind, our bodies, and our souls. So our bodies are a spiritual matter. So for, for me, during the long decade of a wilderness season, when, uh, when there was my former spouse was struggling with alcoholism, I had to learn how to take care of myself so that I could function. So during the pandemic, I maintained that same self-care routine. So I have a, a grinding morning rhythm. Instead of routine, I call it a rhythm. I wake up, I do my Bible study, I pray. I work out and then I take a warm shower and then I finish with a cup of chai tea. That is my rhythm every single morning. And the reason why I have that rhythm is from Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Jesus says, you should love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. So I took that verse and I looked at the landscape and said, how do I begin my day with that? When I began this rhythm, it was because alcoholism met me at my front door at 7 a.m. every morning. And so in order for me to even begin my day, I had to take care of my entire body, my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. During the pandemic, when I woke up, the pandemic met me every morning. So, so for me, and the results for me were that I was able to, in that hard season, I was able to keep as good of a mental health as I could keep. Yeah. Uh, I work at home. So it was just me. Um, I actually lost weight during the pandemic. Okay. Because I wasn't eating out. I wasn't traveling. I was able to strategically work out. I ordered groceries. Uh, I was able to feel 
rested instead of anxious. So that rhythm is something that I write about because I know that it was how God instructed me so that he could take care of me. Oh my goodness, Barb, that is inspiring. I love that you call it your rhythm because a routine can feel so regimented, but a rhythm that just seems to have a pacing to it, that just something you know, that you do, that you engage in and you ease into it. And I write about it in my Winning the Worry Battle book. Uh, If someone's listening and I can understand, I remember raising kids and having to rush out the door for a job. The, The key for me was coming up with a reward every day that I would receive for completing my rhythm. And so you can't see me, but um, as we're videotaping, I have a cup of chai tea right here. This cup of chai tea was my reward each day for completing my rhythm. So I want to encourage, if you're listening out there and you're thinking, how do you find the motivation? I got I'm telling you, willpower did not do it. <laughs> I do not like to work out. I'm a Bible teacher. I do not love waking up and do a Bible study. I don't love waking up early. I'm not a morning person. But when I knew that I had that chai tea waiting for me, it was the reward that I could tie to the rhythm that would help incentivize me. And for everybody, the reward looks a little different. But I just want you to know that it doesn't have to be a super spiritual reason to do your rhythm. Find a reward. There you go. Oh, I love it. I love it. And once again, it is inspiring. It can be difficult for us to fight through uh, just the challenges that we meet. And speaking of that, we're in a busy time right now. Now, as we as we are recording, women are busy getting ready, getting their families ready for school, for the fall, for what is to come. So by the time this airs, For many, school will have already started. You know, students are getting settled in. Work projects are starting to, you know, materialize as, you know, as companies start to look at, you know, what they want to accomplish in the fall. What can you offer to women from just advice, wisdom, recommendations on how to manage this time that can be hectic? Oh, it so can be hectic. My goodness gracious. Yes. And fall is always characterized as the season of transition and change. So there's always some natural momentum that we have for fall. There's a little bit momentum that we have when we're looking at changing over our wardrobe. So Mm -hmm. something very simple and easy is for you to let go of clothes that you that don't serve you well anymore. Uh, I have a saying, uh, it's actually from uh, one of my early Bible studies. Uh, um, if it doesn't fit, get rid of it. Live in the now. The, the sister saying to that is, stop wearing clothes that make you sad. I mean, we don't need to get real so overly spiritual about this, but as you are heading into fall, simplify your life by when you're pulling out clothes or you're going through your closet, get rid of the stuff that doesn't fit. You will not be left naked, my sisters. (laughs) Yeah, stop wearing clothes that make you sad. One of the most 
energy draining things we do every day is put on clothes that we don't like how we look. And then we stand there and look at ourselves in the mirror and we go, well, I guess we, we got to go now. And you're walking out the door, head down. It sucked up half of the energy that you had left for the morning. <laughs> so for the fall, clear out what you don't need anymore. And if it makes you sad, give it away. And don't try to, don't, don't pass your sad clothes on to other people. Just drive that stuff to the Goodwill. Like don't stall, skip the middleman, drive it over to the Goodwill. God can take care of it from there. There's so much to be said about, you know, making sure that we can feel good on the inside and not be dragged down by what we have on on the outside. Exactly right. Because there are so much that God, there are people that God put in our path and he is always at work. And when we are standing in something that makes us look sad, our attention is drawn inward. And when we feel good, and I'm not saying we've got to get dressed up every day, but when we have on what fits well and what, what color looks nice, our heads are up and out and we are looking for where God is at work. We Ooh. feel cute. I bet you that the gospel is shared more often when we look cute than when it's not. Yeah, because we're not hiding, but when we're confident, we're able to share. Yes. And so, and it is an act of kindness that we can take toward ourselves. That is, that is just something, compassion, that we give ourselves the compassion that we give to other people. And sometimes compassion is cleaning out your closet, not judging yourself for, for either gaining weight or not losing the weight, but wearing the clothes that reflect that you are God's beautiful, lovable, capable daughter, just yes. as you are right now. That makes sense. It does. Beautiful words. So speaking of being positive about where we are with our bodies and what we have to wear, there are positive things that have come out of the pandemic. I never want to tire, you know, with saying that we know that lives were lost. Families have been changed. Businesses, companies, relationships, churches, Lives have been changed um, since the pandemic, and we certainly don't want to minimize that. But we know that there are, there have been opportunities that sprouted up during the pandemic where people have been able to accomplish things that they hadn't been able to accomplish when the world was running like a hamster on a wheel. Barb, what are some positive outcomes that you've experienced and heard about throughout the pandemic? Well, for me, the biggest positive is that, and this is so much fun, is that for the first time, women realized that they could have community with each other in different states. So the pandemic forced us to become more creative with how we connected with each other. So when the world began using Zoom, that that is, I mean, when Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples, the discipleship process, the pandemic finally made us do what Jesus called us to do a long time ago. And so women were joining Bible studies, many of them for the first time ever, ever. And as a Bible teacher, and I'm primarily a Bible study author, mm -hmm. I was in Zoom groups all over the country. 
And what I loved was that I heard this story over and over again. Well, my girlfriend who I, who lives across the country, I sent her an email and asked her to join our Zoom group. And there was the girlfriend in the Zoom group who didn't even go to church, but she jumped in her girlfriend's Zoom group, even though she lived in Utah and her friend lived in Missouri. I heard this story over and over again, that people, women particularly, who were disconnected, who were far from God, who didn't attend church, a Zoom Bible study changed everything. And so there, ha- you are so right. We have endured so much pain and loss and we don't want to minimize any of it. But God is and still is at work. And in this next normal, I pray that we don't fall so in love with the seats inside of our church that we forget about how God moves so powerfully through us when we could only meet online. Such a rich response because God truly, he truly has continued to be at work. You know, it's been amazing to continue to build community people that, you know, that you've seen just like, you know, to be able to connect with you even in my home state of Ohio. Yay. Yes, that's right. That's right. And just different people that we've been able to connect with. Um, You know, I was talking with the previous guest as well. And we were like, you know, well, Zoom, you know, we used Zoom at work, but it was for professional development. And it's like now, you know, since the pandemic, everyone has been on Zoom and we've had to learn, as you said, we've had to learn how to build community without being face-to-face. Very much so. Social media also, we, we have lots of feelings about social media, but Again, for the first time in so long, we had to focus on the message and we had to let go of the method. I grew up in the church. I like to say, I don't know. I don't remember what day of the week I was born, but I guarantee you that first Sunday, I was in somebody's arms (laughs) in a pew at the Second Baptist Church. My grandmama was on the piano. My grandfather was one of the praying deacons. Like I grew up in the church. church. (laughs) I love the local church. I believe that the church is the hope of the world. But sometimes we get fixed on how we think it should be. Yeah. And Jesus never said, go into the world and tell people to come to your church. He said, go into the world and make disciples. And this opportunity that we have right now, we have a social media, we can be a light and a hope. I love that's what you do on your social media feeds. I do it in a different way, but we can be the light of hope of Jesus in a way that people that never would come to our church could actually see and meet Jesus. So amazing. Yeah, I got a little preachy up there. Thank thank you for listening, friends. That's right. That's right. It is quite all right. I don't mind the passion at all. <laughs> I don't mind the passion at all. So you mentioned about being a Bible study writer and teacher, and we know that you serve women. Barb, what are some things that are in the pipeline for you right now as it relates to the work that you do? Well, I, right now, I, my, 
no matter what, uh, whether I continue, I mean, these days I'm a full-time author and I, I write primarily Bible studies. Uh, I My recent Bible study is Breakthrough, Finding yes. Freedom in Christ. And so, yep, we were all, uh, we all shared the launch team experience together. And uh, that Bible study is on the book of Galatians. And it is all about all of the baggage that we grew up with when we thought that God wanted us to jump through hoops. And he's like, no, I didn't tell you all that. And so it's about letting go of the rules and how do we have a rich, fulfilling relationship with God. And uh, I have other books on letting go of control and, and uh, dealing with winning our worry battle. Uh, recently, I began brainstorming a new book um, on chronic stress. So uh, that is just a brainstorm. Uh, I will hopefully... Hopefully, God willing, we'll have a book contract for that by the end of the year. So that, uh, that'd be something that would come out. Uh, but when women go by my website at barbers.com, uh, I want it to be a place where a woman, uh, she will find the resources to live beautifully strong and courageous. And uh, one of them is I got a list of 101 self-care tips in tough times for women who right now are like, uh, where do I even begin? Um, I got, I got, I got you, friend. I got you. Yes, you certainly do. You certainly do. And the tips are amazing. So I would encourage anyone who's listening to please check out the tips. Yes. Um, and can we tell them the tips are free? Uh, if you go to barbers.com, it's a free ebook and it is, uh, it is, um, spiritual, emotional, physical, relational, and I've got them linked to different resources online. And what I always say is on my worst days, I treat myself the best. So oh. I still go, yeah, that's, that is when I, or I say when I'm feeling my worst, I will treat myself the best. I've said that to myself for years. So I pick three things on that list and I do three things for myself whenever I'm having a bad day. It reminds me to take care. If God takes care of me, then I need to take care of me. Oh, I love that. Barb, tell us about the farmer's market. That was actually pandemic related. I, again, I am a single empty nester. And um, when the springtime start last summer, where there really weren't, we were all still afraid of being inside with people. Uh, I began going to the farmer's market and, uh, and I have a commitment to caring for the body that God gave me. Uh, I am a natural emotional eater. So I really do have to, I treat this as a spiritual issue. And so when I went to the farmer's market, I realized that God had surrounded me with reminders of his provision and abundance. And that God cared about making sure that the food that he originated tasted good and nourished me. And so every week that farmer's market trip is a powerful reminder to me that God is always at work growing and nurturing beauty. And that when I consume it, that is him actively replenishing me. And uh, so, yeah, the farmer's market isn't just where I go buy fruits and vegetables. It is really a place that is a testimony 
to who God is and what he is wanting to do in each of our lives. And, you know, that is what had just um, blessed and inspired me uh, when I would see you post about it, because what you just said, it was more than just going to the farmer's market. Very much so. And particularly for us, when we think about um, what our hearts long for, we long for beauty. And I I love thinking about how God, when you think about all of the fruits and the vegetables, Mm -hmm. think of how God, he, he knew we would be up against our favorite fast food restaurant and all the food there is beige and God, all there, there are very few beige foods that come out of the ground. God went for reds. He went for blues. He went for yellows. He went for oranges. He went for greens. And these are all so that our eyes and our stomach could be satisfied. Like, I just want to bless the Lord for coming up with avocados. I'm like, you know what? Who Like, full of good fat. Now, we love eating some fat. And, and the Lord made an avocado full of good fat. Yes, he did. He made, no, he made a potato. And a potato, a sweet potato. Can we say amen for this? Amen. And so all of these things, as I look at them, I am just reminded that God cares about me and my taste buds. Amen. That's exactly right. Yes, he does. Oh, I wanted to make sure that I asked you about that. I've got us skipping around a little bit, but that was, that was so inspiring and just encouraging in the midst of of everything that was going on. Oh my goodness. Barb, you have a podcast coming. Another podcast, right? It is actually a resurrection. We just gonna call it, it is Sunday morning in my podcast world. So yeah, I I began, um, it's called Better Together with Barb Roos. And uh, I began it a few years ago because everybody got a podcast. But during the pandemic, I switched over to doing a Facebook live show because we needed to see each other. But I just recently went back to the audio podcast and uh, it is uh, right now it's on iTunes. Uh, It'll also be at my website and the podcast itself will release new episodes on the first and third Mondays of each month. And so if you follow me on social media, or uh, if you, so if you subscribe to barbers.com, uh, you'll never miss a new episode. Uh, we've got so many great guests and I tend to talk about some of the harder things in life that we navigate. Um, again, I want women to live beautifully strong and courageous in spite of their fears. So uh, we tackle topics that, uh, that allow us to do just that. Fantastic. Barb, I appreciate your time today. I know that you are busy and you have lots of irons in the fire. So I, I just appreciate the, the minutes that you had to share with me and to share with the Rooted and Overflowing listeners. Well, I am honored that I get to be here. Now, if I'm going to be real honest, as soon as it's over, it's hair day. Yes. yes. It's hair day, y'all. I just, I want everybody to know that when I'm done, it's about to be hair day because um, we were going to ask for you to pray for me. But now that you know that it's all hair day, because I'm like three (laughs) days over on hair day. Now I know you're praying for me because it's not going to be good, friends. I, I, trust me, I hear you. I've got some 
crochets in here now that um, actually my my hair day is coming in about another week or so. So I totally understand. <laughs> yep. My, my hair day came and went. Yes. So we, we, we going to do some, but no, seriously, it's just been a joy talking with you today and your audience. Thank you for uh, having me. Well, thank you for coming and thank you for just being who you are. I do remember your first book. It was Enough Already, Winning the Ugly Struggle with Beauty. I remember that and I remember Surrendered and of course, Breakthrough. So um, I appreciate the work that you do to help support women. So thank you for your time as well. Thank you. It's been a blessing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.